Welcome to the Employee Lounge. I'm your host, Joe Kang, and today we'll be talking about shared mobility devices with our special guest, Jim Larson. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Please tell our audience what you do for Arlington County and how long you've been here. Well, I've now been here about 18 months, and I uh, am oversight as Bureau Chief of all of our commuter connections and commuter services, which includes things like Capital Bike Share, our new SMD, which you just talked about, shared mobility devices, uh, marketing for our transit, calling on employers, particularly, to help them learn how to use all the various options we are so greatly blessed with here in Arlington so they don't drive their car alone. Awesome. So that's right, listeners, you can go back to a previous episode where we had Jim as a guest to talk about all the community services that ACCS provides. So today we're talking about something called shared mobility devices, which is a tongue twister. So we're going to call them SMDs from now on on this podcast. So, Jim, what is what are SMDs all about? Well, this is a new trend, and what's happened is that it came to Arlington without expectation, and it, it's it's hit the nation. Basically, it's about e-scooters. We're calling them, okay. which I'm sure our, our listeners have already seen on the streets of Arlington. They're also about e-bikes, which are assisted uh, pedal bikes and dockless bikes. And so they arrived in uh, September of last year and the county board developed this pilot to deal with them. The idea is that they allow the user to maybe get off at Metro stop, ride home, take it from home to a Metro stop, run errands, and then ultimately uh, it reduces uh, the carbon footprint and gives some other options for our uh, residents and visitors. So you said that they arrived sometime in September. It seemed like overnight <laughs> for some folks, they just appeared. Next morning, they woke up and they saw these scooters and e-bikes on the road. Could you tell us a little bit more about who owns the SMDs? Sure. There are new companies coming to the market more regularly than one might think. So for example, uh, there are they're all private companies. Some of them have been funded by venture capital. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting field. Bird hit us. I think it was late August or early September. I got a one day notice they were coming. They didn't have to tell us. So suddenly I had already been thinking, we in my group had already been thinking about them. We saw what was happening in Washington, DC. We figured it was only a matter of time before they came here. So frankly, we were invited to a meeting at the Roslyn Bid and they came over Cape Bridge. And that's how this all got started. There are many other companies. Uh, We now have seven operating as of just a few days ago in Arlington County. Give you an example of comparison. The District of Columbia has approved 10 and is reviewing seven more applications. And we think uh, in our pilot, we're probably close to where the numbers going to be. The most recent entrant, Bolt, and I'm not favoring any one over the other, is a little different because its platform has a divider and you can put, for those of your listeners who have heard this or written one, you can put your feet on both sides and look straight ahead. Whereas the others, you kind of have to angle your feet. And so this is a question of control. There are uh, Lime is here, Lime bike, Lime scooters, Jump is approved. Jump has scooters and e-bikes. And Jump, by the way, happens to be owned, I think, by Uber. And so there's a lot of things going on in this business and a lot of interest from all the various companies. That's very good to know. So, um, are these SMDs legal in Arlington? They're legally here on the pilot program. There were no regulations in place, which I think I mentioned when they came here. 
But when the program was agreed to, they had to enter into a memorandum of agreement. And each one that's here has done that. They had to apply for a permit to operate. And for example, just as a base for the listeners, they were allowed to come in for up to 350 units in the beginning. And interestingly enough on speeds, and there's been a lot of input on this already, the e-scooters were limited at 10 miles an hour, uh, the bikes uh, 15. And subsequently, we're already learning things about that. There's issues, should it be faster? And we're county staff and our consultants, we're looking at all that. The purpose of the pilot is we don't know. We need to determine that. And I will say from an operational side, one of the su subjects was that if they're going too fast, particularly on the sidewalk, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is that a danger to pedestrians? And so we've held fast with the 10. I have to tell you, we've already had requests to raise it and we're not gonna do that now. We're gonna keep it at 10. Purpose of the pilot is to determine what to do after the pilot. Awesome. So we mentioned, uh, you know, in your role, you oversee uh, capital bike share. Um, are these scooters and bikes part of that program? They are not. And one of the things that occur is that, as you know, bike share, we have our stations that have to be docked there. These theoretically can be left anywhere, but of course, anywhere has to be defined because anywhere isn't going to be acceptable to our citizens or our businesses. Gotcha. And we talked a little bit more in depth about the pilot um, launching and you had said something about uh, 350 units per mode. Um, how many are going to eventually come to Arlington? Well, with the seven operators now, multiply that times 350. My math isn't really great, but that's the number. However, there's a provision in the MOA that if in a continuous month, an operator can demonstrate that their existing product is being written an average of three times per day, then they can ask to increase it the following month by 50. Mm. We already have one operator who's increased by 50. So ultimately over the period of the pilot, they could go to a higher level. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the speed of these SMDs. Um, we said that they're going to be limited to 10 miles per hour. What is the actual top speed? Well, the request and agreed to by the operators is that it be limited to 10. Mm. However, we do believe that there's been some variation and I think there's some technical questions about how much they can control that. Let me give an example. Lime is coming over from District of Columbia at 15. They had to do something technical to power these down to 10. Oh, okay. And so there's issues like that. And then we had another challenge. We were trying to work and we still work very closely with our neighbor, Alexandria. We chose 10, they chose 15. So if you're riding from Alexandria to here, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So we're we don't have the answer yet, but we're learning this is a real challenge. That is very interesting. Hadn't thought about that. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit more about some of our listeners you know, who are residents may be very curious about. So what can I do if one of these devices is left on my property and I want it removed? Um, and what else can I do if an SMD is left blocking a walkway on the sidewalk? This is a new process. So one of the things that we urge people to do if they can is to actually move the misparked SMD to another location. Of course, 
that's at the option of the person who finds it. I will share though with you that some people have tried it and some of these beep and make noise. Forget that, don't worry about that. Just go ahead and do it. I do it right out here on Clarendon every day. I move people and move things. The other option of course is that uh, the company name and contact information is there. You can call them and uh, they're supposedly going to remove it in two hours. There's some more detail. But the other thing I could suggest to you, and I think we're going to get to it later, is we have a website uh, which you could uh, log in and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this. And then we will follow up directly with the operator as well. Awesome. That's good to know. All right. So let's say I'm one of these folks uh, that live or commute or work in Arlington, and I want to try one of these SMDs. What do I need to do? Uh, each one of these operators have a company-specific app. You can download the app into your smartphone. Of course, they, have, they each have their own registration process and payment process. The app will provide you access to the devices. And actually, it'll show you where the devices are. It's very helpful. We actually use the app also to help monitor what they're doing. Ah, okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so once I learn how to use one of these devices uh, and I'm using it to commute, run errands, etc., cetera, uh, where should I park these SMDs at the end of my trip? Well, there are many options. What I will say is what we would not like you to do, and there's a whole list, mm -hmm. you know, don't block travel lanes, don't block driveways, don't block a fire hydrant, walkways, wheelchair ramps, pedestrian call buttons, you know, at, at the crossing, bus stops. We're having some real issues right now with not just the operator of the SMD dropping at the bus, but the people that power these at night and drop them are dropping them near the bus. So it's a real problem for the, uh, the bus stop. So we're about to take action on that. Obviously building entrances, and anything to do with uh, ADA compliance. Those are the negatives. The basic thing is that the operator needs to, you know, if you're next to a building, you could put it next to the building. There are many places you could put it, but we found in the beginning a lot of challenges with that. We, we hope and we think, and I'll say this is anecdotally, that it's getting better. Mm -hmm. But let me give you an example of something we just learned and I haven't had a chance to share with you. The um, wind we had the other day, the heavy wind, suddenly they're all over the place because they were blown over. Mm -hmm. That's another whole issue. Mm -hmm. We have a monthly meeting with our operators and I'll be talking to them next week about how are we going to deal with that because we got a lot of citizen, resident, visitor feedback on that. That's a good thing to know. All right, so we've talked a little bit about where to park these assemblies at the end of commute that the riders are taking, where to not <laughs> put them as well. But in terms of the actual riding of these devices uh, on the roads or wherever it may be, could you tell us a little bit more about where we should be riding these? Yes, and I want to clarify, this is Arlington County's guidelines. We all have different ordinances, rules, and regulations. So what we say may not be applicable to Alexandria or somewhere else. E-scooters are allowed to be ridden on streets, but not on sidewalks or on trails. That could change at some point, but that's as it is right now. I might add, by the way, for anybody that's actually tried one, if you're riding on the street in the bike lane and you're coming down Clarendon, for example, that's one way. That doesn't mean you can go the other way. You have to go over to Wilson and come down. I know it sounds a little crazy, but we're seeing all kinds of challenges with, with that situation. There are also e-bikes are allowed to be ridden on streets and sidewalks. Yeah. 
but not on trails. So as you can see, there's a big challenge in communicating what you can and can't do. And then pedal bikes, which are regular bikes, are allowed to be ridden on streets, sidewalks, and trails. And I'll say a quick aside here, at the General Assembly, we've been working with our colleagues to try to address that issue. And I'm hopeful, and I don't think the governor signed it yet, that a little bit more clarification will come forward to help us in achieving this. Awesome, those are really good to know. So this goes into the very next questions. Uh, do pedal bikes, e-bikes, and e-scooters have different traffic laws? Pedal bikes, e-bikes, scooters have to abide by the same laws as motor vehicles in terms of obeying posted traffic regulations, signs, and signals. However, I'll say quickly, motor is probably gonna be eliminated because to be a true motor vehicle, you then would theoretically need to be licensed and all of those things. That's not a requirement right now, so we'll, we'll be addressing that soon. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that example of making sure that if you're riding one of these SMDs and you're going down Clarendon versus Wilson, you're going in the flow of traffic and not going against the one way. And let me give you a quick example. I walked out the other night, it was dark. Normally I walk across Clarendon. I look to the left, we're looking for bikes mm -hmm. and scooters. I start to walk out, I didn't look to my right. This young lady came shooting down with a scooter, almost hit me. So I got the personal experience why this is so important. And she was nervous and she's new and she didn't know the rules. So I gave her a little lesson before she left. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Doing good work, Jim, I like it. Um, okay, so the next question in terms of, you know, going further distances, can I ride from Arlington into neighboring municipalities or vice versa? We talked a little bit about that, but could you go into more detail? Yeah, my general answer is possibly, <laughs> not exactly what you want to hear. You have to look at their mobile app to determine where they offer service before you start your trip. Oh, but, okay. So for example, our seven companies, you should be able to probably ride into the District of Columbia, but you may not be able to ride in Alexandria if they don't have that service there. That's another challenge we're facing. Okay. All right, let's talk a little bit about safety because you know, just like your example before, we want riders and also pedestrians and whoever else is on the road to be safe. Um, for specifically for riders, do I have to wear a helmet when riding an SMD? Another great challenge. Uh, county code requires those 14 years of age and younger to wear a helmet while operating a bicycle. That's the code. However, several operators require their users to wear helmets when operating their devices. That doesn't mean they're doing it, but that's their requirement. Mm -hmm. You have to check with their requirements before beginning your trip. I, I will say that some of them will uh, offer some kind of discount if you want to buy one, or they'll give you perhaps a credit toward a future ride if you buy one. I'm also going to tell you anecdotally, so it's not research-based proven, I rarely see people riding them with helmets today. If you don't own a helmet and you want one, which I just mentioned, you can buy, you can go to the local bike shop. Uh, several operators give you all that incentive that I just said. Even Capital Bike Share, we have helmets that they can purchase. Awesome. It's really good to know. So, as a listener, whether I'm you know part of our Arlington County staff or if I'm a resident and just very interested in these SMDs, uh, where can I get help or find more information on this? I think we have a very long connection here on uh, the websites. Uh, you can actually go to the Arlington, Virginia uh, transportation website and you'll see a scooters and dockless bike share. And we also have, a, this is a very cool website because it's aimed at the general public. 
It's uh, www.ridedoclus.com. So this has been tailored to the user, not just a general county information page. I think you'll find it very helpful. And the other thing is, and I think I haven't mentioned it before, that can help you. We have this website, mobility at arlingtonva.us. It's on there. We're pushing it for input. If you see bad behavior, maybe you just don't know what to do. I have that monitor. We have a, our, a consultant and they address those things. Uh, I have a question. I don't understand what's going on or how do I get a hold of so-and-so? We'll get back to you on that. Awesome. Well, Jim, this was fun and very informative. Uh, thanks for taking the time to explain to all the listeners out there what SMDs are all about. Thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into the Employee Lounge. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that you'll join us again for our next episode. Please remember to subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes at any time on your mobile devices. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud by searching for Arlington County Government Employee Lounge. Please help us get the word out by sharing this podcast with your boss, your team, and fellow county employees. Until next time, stay sharp.